Everybody, it's time to clean up your to-do list with built-in America steel, chainsaws, blowers, trimmers, and much more. That's steel, S-T-I-H-L, and you can find them at steeldealers.com. They have powerful tools and the trusted advice you need to make your yard an absolute masterpiece. And remember, there's over 10,000 steel dealers around the country. They have legendary equipment, and they're built in America. So find your steel dealer do it today and get ahead of your neighbors and get things done it's steeldealers.com s-t-i-h-l steeldealers.com and remember they have gas they have electric they have battery powered chainsaws blowers trimmers and much much more Hey, DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that's still in contention. Bet $1, and if that team wins, you win $100 in site credits. Don't forget... DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Here's what you do. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code GOODMANPODCAST when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Again, bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you'll claim $100 in free credit. Again, the promo code is Goodman Podcast. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast, Ryan Spielborgs and Jeff Houston. It's arguably the best job you can ever have not being on the field. I think when, when you talk about Huey saying we're stealing money, it's because we love the game so much. Drew, Spilly, and Huey recap the Rockies' first half of the season and preview this week's all-star festivities, including how the American League should use Shohei Otani. He's got to go full Little League where he hits, and then he comes out. To me, he starts the ball game. I mean, how cool would that be? Yeah, he's got to do both. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast and tell a friend to help other people find the show. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to podcast number 104. Thrilled, as always, that you are along with us. Quick heads up for those uh, listening before Saturday at 3.30 Mountain Time. Uh, quick reminder, so you know, I did that book uh, a couple of years ago, and, it, and it's evergreen. Um, you know, stories about the Rockies through the beginning of their existence and, and through the 2018 season. But a lot of timeless stuff. Um, with that uh, book. And if you haven't purchased it, you have a great opportunity to go out and purchase the book. If these walls could talk stories from the Colorado Rockies dugout, locker room, and press box uh, that I did a couple years ago with Benjamin Hockman, because we're going to do a book signing and also a book uh, talk, if you will, prior to the signing at 3.30 on Saturday at the brand new Tattered Cover Bookstore at beautiful McGregor Square adjacent to Coors Field. So that's 3.30 Mountain Time on uh, Saturday as part of the All-Star festivities. I'll be there. We'll have a a nice Rockies conversation. We'll take some questions. And then uh, for those who want to purchase, uh, I'll be more than happy to to sign copies of the book. So that's coming up on Saturday. Listen, last week at the ballpark, the Cardinals were in town. I don't know if you caught that. And one Nolan Arenado was in town. 
And what a splendid weekend for the Rockies. And a splendid weekend also for Nolan, other than the fact that uh, his Cardinals lost three out of four. There were full houses on Friday and Saturday. Great attendance, uh, despite some inclement weather on Thursday and Sunday. I think there was, uh, you know, between thirty-two and thirty-three thousand in the house. It was so good, and I know we've talked about this, but with what the world's been through the last year and a half, it was just so good to see the house packed, to see good baseball. And I can't answer that question. You all have. We've been trying to do it. Why are the Rockies really good at home? Uh, 14 games over 500 as we speak right now and so miserable on the road. Can't can't answer it. Buddy Black can't answer it. No one can answer it. But the one thing I've put my arms around is embracing how enjoyable it is to watch this team play and often win in their final at bat and against good teams. And that was a fun series against St. Louis. And good for Elias Diaz, two walk-off hits. Thursday, the dramatic three-run home run to walk off the Cardinals. And then uh, Sunday, he comes into the game late, initially as a pinch hitter. And then he has the same opportunity, and he drives in uh, the game-winning run. Joshua Fuentes on a base hit to left. So there were a lot of thrills. And I thought the crowd showed great appreciation each and every night, all of you, for what Nolan represented with the Rockies. Was the departure messy? Absolutely it was. The divorce, most divorces, you know, aren't real clean. And this certainly wasn't, and I've said this before, uh, and I think the Rockies organization would say this. Is, there's probably blame to be had on both sides, and Nolan's come out and said that uh, as much as well, that he could have handled certain things um, differently, But it is what it is right now. And, I, and I'm not chatting with you today to rehash what went down uh, this winter. Do I wish 28 still played for the Rockies? Of course. He's a great player. He's a future Hall of Famer. But he's not there anymore. And I was really happy for him, knowing him, that all of you, probably 90% to guesstimate, you know, stood and applauded to celebrate his eight years as a Rocky and his eight gold gloves and all the home runs he hit and all the the great moments he provided in a Rockies uniform. He deserved that. And it was moving, and I know he was tremendously moved because I talked to him about it uh, the next day when he went to that play. He didn't know what kind of response there was going to be, and he was overwhelmed. He can be an emotional guy, and he docked his helmet, and it was an ovation, especially on Thursday that went for the better part of a minute, and it was awesome. And and then he popped out, and I don't know how he, he even swung the bat because I'm sure his eyes were, were clouded by tears. And it was cool that the next day's audience did virtually the same thing, Saturday as well, and then a new batch of people, probably there were some you know, folks that, that saw more than one game over the weekend in person. But every time he came to the plate for the first time in all four games, there was a standing ovation and he stepped out and Elias Diaz gave him space uh, to acknowledge the fans. And it was a moment I'll always remember. And I was thrilled, not that I wish him badly. I hope Nolan does well. Uh, but I was thrilled that the Rockies won three of four and continued their trend of playing uh, not only good baseball at home, but oftentimes exciting baseball. As the uh, aforementioned walk-off hits by Diaz 
uh, represents. Nolan, you know, he had a single and a double over the weekend. That was it. And going in, you know, I was thinking out loud to myself and I was kind of talking about this with Jeff Houston and Ryan Spielborg, who will be my guests here coming up, about, you know, what will happen? We, can we predict, you know, it, you almost feel like one of two things were going to happen. Nolan was going to go off. It was going to be a weekend where he hit a couple of home runs and he and he was like eight for 16 and the, and the Cardinals, you know, won three out of four. Or it could be the other way where just the, the emotions and, and maybe some self-induced pressure worked against him and he didn't have the greatest weekend. I thought he was comfortable in his at-bats. He certainly didn't have great results. As I said, he had a single and a double. I think he was two for 14 over the weekend. That's nothing to write home about. But that's also baseball. You know, baseball is very often a one-for-four day, you know, mixed in. You know, you get hot for a couple of days, and then you go for one for 12. That's baseball, even for great ones uh, like Nolan. But the way it played out, I thought, was excellent for Rockies fans. They got to pay tribute to Nolan, and they got to watch this new group of players continue their performance at home and take three of four uh, from the Cardinals. And in two of those uh, games, they were kind of in... Uh, dramatic fashion but again good good for all of you out there for you know for honoring him and kind of letting bygones be bygones and you know what this is sports today man the Todd Heltons are rarities and I know it often becomes awkward at the end when when a player um, is the player in name only and not performance if they stick around one place for a long period of time but it doesn't happen much I think Albert Pujols who is the greatest right-handed hitter that probably I've ever seen. You know, Manny Ramirez was outstanding. But Albert, for those 10, 11 years, and, you know, his career began in St. Louis, and, and they couldn't get a deal done, and he becomes an angel, and now he's a Dodger. He's actually playing pretty well as a, as a Dodger. But, um, you know, we can write the storybook endings, uh, the Derek Jeters who stay in one place, as I mentioned, the Todd Heltons, but it rarely, rarely um, works out that way. So, you know, there's other guys out there. Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl uh, in Tampa. J.J. Watts, no longer a Texan. LeBron James, I mean, he's moved to several teams, as we know. So we move on from uh, the Nolan weekend, and, and I thought it went well. And now we turn our attention to the baseball world all descending on Denver, Colorado. And now that it is imminent, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about many elements of it. I'm excited about the museum of baseball and how it's played out in different venues. I'm excited about the on-field activities at Coors Field, even from the Futures game uh, to the home run derby. Uh, to certainly uh, the all-star game itself. I'm excited in particular, like I know all of you are, about the home run derby, how far guys hit the baseball. And there's some really sexy names in that home run derby, uh, led probably by Shohei Otani. I'm thrilled that Trevor Story is going to be taking part in it. And uh, wouldn't it be cool to see Trevor in the finals? I mean, that would be awesome. Uh, there, there are some really big names that are going to be involved. They're going to be baseballs hit really, really far and over 500 feet. And I hope they acknowledge that as opposed to this uh, unwritten rule that you can't have a home run that goes 500 feet. Those always seem that way, at least. Um, and speaking of Shohei Otani, this guy's a freak show. He is. I mean, he's an elite pitcher and he's an elite power hitter who also, by the way, can really run. He's one of the fastest guys in baseball. 
You go back to, I know it's easy, you go back to Babe Ruth and when he was a Boston uh, Red Sox and, and, and throwing for Boston, and then he transitioned and became, you know, just a, a right fielder and, and the greatest home run hitter for, you know, the better part of 100 years. Uh, but Shohei Otani's different. I mean, this is, this is a guy who's doing both on a regular basis and what an opportunity for baseball to celebrate itself and bring in some new fans and and really link up with the next generation of people that hopefully will pass this on to their children. And uh, I know my kids are really excited about it. They're excited about the Home Run Derby. They're excited, and and they're baseball players, and they've been baseball players, and, and, you know, that's part of their fabric. I get it. But they really care about the future of the sport and how it's presented. And so when you mentioned the Tatises of the world and the Guerrero Juniors and the Ronald Acuna Juniors, they want people to know just how gifted these athletes are. And so for me, though, it begins with Shohei Otani, though. He's, he should pitch. He should start the game for the American League. I was thinking about this. Kyle Gibson has the lowest ERA right now of any American League starting pitcher. Uh, one of the few bright spots for the Texas Rangers. But, you know, it's the Kyle Gibson, tip, tip my cap to him, but Shohei Otani, start him and have him bat third. I mean, what would be a better way to showcase his talents and baseball in 2021 than have Otani starting and like your, your little league team, the best, the best kid on the team was starting and batting third. That's how it should work for the American League. And Jacob DeGrom is scheduled to go Sunday. And I hope so. Tuesday would normally be his bullpen day. But you want Jacob DeGrom, who's the greatest pitcher right now in the sport, let him start for the National League. So when I just think of those two things, man, I get super excited. I get super pumped up and realize, yeah, it's upon us. And all these great players um, are going to be taking batting practice at Coors Field. And all our great fans and our great community are going to be able to see these guys firsthand. And selfishly, um, because I'm so privileged and fortunate to do what I do, I get a chance to, to mingle and I'll get a chance to hopefully throw a, you know, a, a tape recorder in front of a, a couple of these guys and be able to pass on some conversations um, to you for uh, upcoming podcasts. But those are some of the things I'm really excited about with the All-Star Game and uh, these great stars coming to town. So it's it's going to be a blast, and there will be new memories created. Soak it all in. The last time, or the only other time, the All-Star Game was in Denver, was in 1998, of course. And now that it's 2021, I mean... 30 teams, right? And probably in the next few years, two teams will be added. So you do the math. It ain't coming back to Denver in all likelihood for another three decades. So do all you can to partake downtown with all the different activities and all the different uh, happenings going on around town and uh, create some memories for you and your kids and your family uh, as I look forward to doing. All right. It's been an interesting first half. It's been an interesting off season, and there's always a lot to talk about when I get together with my two partners, who I talk to them on a, on a daily basis, naturally, and Jeff Houston and Ryan Spielborgs. And a little background in that I think Huey and I have been together for 15 plus years. Huey came on as, as an additional 
analyst when George Frazier was a primary analyst, and and now George has uh, been back in Tulsa uh, for half a dozen years. By the way, I, I I get this question a fair amount from people, you know, that inquire about George, miss George. They say, do you ever talk to him? I talk to George typically minimum of once a week. He remains a very dear friend. And uh, we talk about the Rockies and we talk about family and we talk about other aspects of baseball. And George is doing great. So I wanted to pass that along. But Jeff Houston has come on board. I didn't know Huey when when um, I first you know, did an audition with him. I think that's the first time I met him. I, I knew about his career and I remember watching him, um, you know, kind of as a super utility uh, guy through a career that that spanned 12 different seasons. And he's become a very dear friend. He and his, his wife, Wendy, love them to death. Um, his kids are great. Um, Lindsay, great family, and, and Kyle and, and Cody are, are great young men. I'm thrilled for those guys. So there's a, when, when you hear us having fun on the air, there's a genuine affection. And of course, with Spilly, Spilly, I got to know when he was playing and, and, and oftentimes in a starring role with the Rockies. I mean, he kind of poo-poos and is self-deprecating about his career, but Spilly had a great run with the Rockies. And I think one of the reasons he connects with all of you is that you can reach out and touch Spilly. He, he's so relatable and he's fun. And in real life, what you're seeing on the air, that's Spilly too. Now, now don't be fooled. It's not always silly Spilly. Um, Spilly is exceptionally bright, as is Jeff. Spilly is um, very uh, dedicated to the craft of broadcasting, to learning even more about the game. I mean, these guys played at the highest level, um, but the teaching of the game, understanding of how the game is looked upon by analytics, by general managers, by field managers, they're all in. And when you hear us on a nightly basis, and I love to give Spilly, I call it low-hanging fruit, a hard time, it is out of love, it's out of affection, and we have a great group. Um, and, and I know this sounds kind of maudlin to talk about our little television family, but that's what it is. And from Corey Sullivan and Jenny Kavnar and Mark Stout and um, the, the whole group, Taylor McGregor is now in Chicago. Just great people, a lot of folks behind the scenes you know, you'll never meet. Uh, we, we have a, a tremendous crew. So with that, um, we're going to have a little conversation with my two partners that uh, is not taking place between 7 and 10, 10.30 at night on a broadcast, but just the three of us uh, kind of shooting the bull about the Rockies, about the All-Star Game, and maybe who knows what else. Enjoy, everybody. It's our Ideal Home Loans Interview of the Week, Jeff Houston and Ryan Stilborgs. All right, we're recording this with my two partners, Jeff Houston and Ryan Spielboards. First time? Second time. So if I asked you, which I'm doing right now, when you were playing baseball and I said in five years you're going to be broadcasting baseball games when you were in the middle of your career, you would have said... Am I allowed to cuss on this show? Absolutely. Because you have a podcast. You can say anything you want. Well, I mean, like, podcasts in general are, like, the things that people spend a lot of time working on and nobody listens to. So I <laughs> Which this is one of them. <laughs> so I would have said, get the hell out of here. I mean, there's no way. Like, I didn't have any interest as a player. I never would want to do this. Why would you want to be on a broadcast? You play baseball forever. Like, there's no way as a player you think about, like, 
oh, I got a next job. There's just never in my mind that broadcasting baseball would be, be a thing, ever. So surprisingly, Spilly had no plan in life. How about you? I don't think I had a plan either. I, I think every player does not have a plan B, or at least the ones I were hung out with, because if you had a plan B, then your plan A was going to in the crapper. So, no, I, I thought I was going to coach or manage. I really did. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed coaching when I did it, um, and I thought my next path was going to be trying to manage in the big league. So this never really crossed my mind. Why is it that so frequently when I talk to you guys and we commiserate, you guys say we're stealing? Um, I, I think it's more you are because we got to work with you. Um, but, no, it's, it's funny because I think people look at broadcasting and announcing and, and maybe think, oh, yeah, I, I could do that. That's nothing. Until you actually do it for a little bit when you first start out and you realize – Oh my gosh! There's a lot more involved in, in, than what I thought. Do you, you know, now that we do this, and now that you are a professional and you are everywhere, and MLB radio and your yeah. podcast stuff and all that. Anyhow, do you feel that way? Do you feel like this this is a little more difficult or different than players think than fans think? I would say it's way more intense than I ever thought. Like, I didn't realize I was going to put in this amount of work. I didn't realize how long the days were going to be. I didn't realize that I was going to be as far away from my home as I was going to be. So, I mean, like, it's arguably the best job you can ever have not being on the field. You know, like, manager, you got... Your head's on a on a plate if you if you don't win. Like general manager, it doesn't seem like fun. Those guys age like presidents do. So it's like I think when when you talk about Huey saying we're stealing money, it's because we love the game so much and it's it's a good spot to be in. But there's also there is way more effort behind this role than I ever would have said. Like oh, this is like I, I like what you said earlier. I was like this is gonna be easy. I just talk baseball. I was like it wasn't that easy yeah, yeah. to just start talking baseball. You know, by, by the way. In the interest of full disclosure, neither one of my partners ever said we're stealing. I just made okay, it. I made you. that. I made that up for the purpose <laughs> of the podcast. Um, but in all, but in all seriousness, like when you first started, you do you know a handful of games. Huey had a little bit larger schedule working with Georgie. But as you guys know, when you do come in for all right, I got the Padres series this week, and you gear up all week and you get ready. I got three ball games. When you do. You know, like I think we're in the midst of a, I don't even know, you know, 20 out of 21 or 28 out of 30. You realize it, I mean, that's a different deal. Well, I just go back to last year when we did the 60 games in 66 days and how at the end of the season I felt like I got run over by a truck. <laughs> I mean, I was dog tired. I, you know, we, we do 130 games or so, but we split it up. We kind of rotate. We'll do some pre and post. We'll do some hosting. We'll do, uh, analyzing with you. But last year, those 60 games in such a short amount of time, I w- I was a train wreck at the end of the season for a couple weeks. This is the opportunity also that we can rip apart having to do the games in the studio when they're on the road. Spilly, you're first. I, I don't want to rip it because there is a benefit to it. I was home all the time. But there's also – I miss the crack of the bat and I miss talking to the guys around the cage. I love road trips. My wife likes a good road trip for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like – Loves. You know, loves, like, not likes. Yeah. But I, I mean like you guys have heard me talk. My kids are an age where 
I'm going to Little League games or going to soccer practice. I'm in the swimming pool. So, for example, you know, the team's on the road right now. I was able to be at the pool, go on a run, run with my daughter, go to practice, show up to the studio at 530. If I'm in Arizona, I miss out on all that. But I also recognize, like, my main job is is as a broadcaster. And, you know, as much as I'm a family guy, like, that's, that's where I'm, I'm at. And when I'm home, I better be a good family guy. So, like, I'm in a bad spot to comment on it because I've been enjoying the remote so much. But I also know, like, I also love baseball live versus through a silly monitor. Yeah, no, there, there's an atmosphere. I mean, last weekend with the Cardinals in town, I mean, we knew we, knew we were going to have a great atmosphere. Um, but then with the fireworks games, that enhances it. And you're, we're looking out there. Huey and I were up there, and we're looking out. There's 48,000 people. And you and I remarked, this is true, on a number of occasions this is what it's all about and even though the Rockies are good at home I mean but they're not a great team but it's still it's the way it should be and it's the way we need to do our jobs right to do it the correct way yeah I mean to be able to see things that aren't necessarily viewable on the TV but we can relate what's happening and I think that's where we miss a, a lot of it when we don't travel when we don't go on the road I mean even you know thinking back to last night's game you know the excitement you talked about it for this whole Cardinal series and then Arizona you know there's four doubles to start the game and you're down three nothing and it's like oh we're in a conference room and you just you just don't get the feel of what's going on a lot of times and and i understand what it's really saying if, if my kids were at that age i i certainly would be battling you know being home versus being out on the road but for me you know I'm empty nester i, I grandpa <laughs> yeah even wendy is like hey uh you know next year if you go back traveling let's set out the schedule so we're, <laughs> we pick some good cities more with my two partners, Jeff Houston and Ryan Spielborgs, in a moment. But first, this from my good friends at Ideal Home Loans. They've been with us on this podcast since the outset a couple of years ago, and I've been a spokesperson for Ideal Home Loans for a number of years. Brent Ivinson runs a great ship. They're celebrating 20 years of helping you, the consumer, save money. And who doesn't want to do that? So if you're in the market for a new home, if you're in the market to consolidate debt. If you're refinancing, put that in headlights, uh, give them a call. 303-867-7000. Once again, it's 303-867-7000. They have the product for you. They're going to listen and they're going to make life really simple. For other people and other times, it's a difficult process. It's going to be simple when you deal with ideal home loans. They're so professional and you'll feel good, uh, even better about it, not only saving money, but that you're uh, with a local Company. It's Ideal Home Loans, Brent Ivinson's team, terrific. 303 867 7000. Give them a shout. Now, more with my two partners, Jeff Hewson and Ryan Spielborgs, or Huey and Spilly. I'll share with you, and I think you guys know this. I, I definitely know you know this. Spilly was playing still, but there were times, a lot of times, I'd be going to the airport, we're heading out on the road following you guys, and they're getting on the same plane with you, obviously. And I'd have tears rolling down my face because I knew I was going to miss, you know, Tatum and Kira, right? You're in the prime of it, and your three kids and uh, are, are slightly older than mine, obviously. But I would, I literally, I'd have tears rolling down my face. And I knew the way I handled it was I knew I was 
doing the right thing. I'm earning a living for my family. I'm teaching that if you have a passion for what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But it still made it difficult because, you know, your kids are playing games and you're, and you're not there. So there, there's a price, you know, we're, listen, we're not trying to get anybody to feel sorry for ourselves. Yeah. But, there, you know, there's a price in anything. Yeah, I, I mean, like, so on that one, too, because it takes me back to being a ball player. Like, this lifestyle follows a baseball lifestyle. So I'm used to this. My wife is used to this. I could not do this role or have had in my career if I was – like no offense if, if the person wasn't prepped for yeah. this lifestyle. Like this lifestyle is totally different. It's not for the faint at heart. Somebody that if I would have met somebody beyond Stacy at a different time in my life that didn't go through the minor leagues with me, I don't think they'd make it through what we've gone through. And I don't think they would have supported me as a broadcaster. Like none of that stuff would have been available. I had to have backing knowing that I could go on a road trip and my kids were safe with my wife and my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law. If I didn't have that, I mean, there's no way we could even do the broadcast correctly because, you know, I, I know it's different men versus women, especially when it comes to our children. But mentally, you still want to leave your, your family behind where you feel like they're still protected. And that's where, like, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have Stacy or, or that safety net behind me. Yeah, I know that goes without saying for you because Wendy, Wendy literally grew up with you from college and then when you signed. Yeah, and, and that's a great thing because, you know, she was with me when we you know, we had to borrow money just to pay rent uh, a couple different times out in the minor leagues and, you know, packing lunches for me as we go out on a road trip up for the bus. And, and so, yeah, so – I don't know. I mean, this is our normal, though. This is this is our normal. We've been doing it together for 36 years. So w- we know what a season's like, and then we know what an off-season's like and how, it, you know, you gear up for the season, and then she just takes care of everything that I don't have to worry about. And uh, that includes fixing me dinner uh, when I come to the, the conference room. Yeah, and she actually includes little snacks for me also, which that's why, <laughs> that's why I adore Wendy. You know what, as you know, and I'm I'm pretty private, but I've been a little more forthcoming than this. Obviously, I went through a divorce not too long ago, but but Chris, and you guys know Chris well, she was the same way. She understood because I've always done this and took care of everything at home and and she'd even tell me all right you're coaching here and tell me what (laughs) what direction i was going so you know it 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 worked um i want to segue to to the rockies what is i'll start with you what was the what's the best thing for you that has come out of the first half of the season vis-a-vis rockies and it may be a couple of things well I, i think um Two things for me for Herman making the the All Star game as a first timer. I think that is special. We we have the opportunity to talk to him a lot. We we see the way he interacts. So I think uh, just on a personal level, I, I was so happy to see that. And then secondly, I think I just think about the excitement of having the fans back in the stands and, and then all the walk off wins. I mean, just to just to kind of bring everybody back together and back together enjoying baseball like it should be viewed. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't. Add on Huey's because I love those two. But if I was to pick on two players, I think Elias Diaz has been really important because we haven't had, and that's not fair to say we haven't had a catcher because we have the Rockies have and, and Walters and even dating back you can go years. But to watch the development of Diaz over the last month and knowing how it's reflected in the pitching staff because starters ERA has been super good this year. 
Um, obviously, a work in progress with the bullpen. But to get a backstop, the backbone, I think, is is so imperative for this organization to move forward. And then part two is seeing Brendan Rodgers actually live up to his skill set. I mean, we hadn't seen that before. I haven't seen his bat speed through the zone. I haven't seen um, the defensive aspect for an extended period of time. I didn't know how slow his heartbeat was. I've liked how he's not chased. I mean, there's a lot of things about Rodgers and then I see it reflected from his teammates. Ryan McMahon's going, that guy's going to be good all the time. He watches them run in and run out. That, that guy's going to be good. We hadn't heard that before in, in the three years that we've seen him. We've never heard a player go, that guy's going to be good. It's been, I don't know what he is. And that, to me, is, is a huge step for Rodgers. It's a huge step for the Rockies. Is that somebody you build around? Sure. Uh, I still am kind of on the fence because I want to see more. But for a start for him to where he hasn't been, I think this year has been really important. You guys could appreciate this better than anybody because you both played for for a significant period of time. You you saw success um, as a team. How long – I always refer to baseball, good teams having baseball symmetry where you're really good in in all the elements – Regularly, and you have enough good players in all those elements to be <laughs> good in all those areas uh, more often than not. Having said that, and knowing that the rotation's pretty good, how long does this process have to be to get back to where the Rockies were in 17 and certainly in 18 when they finished in a dead heat with the Dodgers? I don't think it has to be a, a four to five year process. If you, if as you mentioned, you got the starting pitching now, um, you could fill in a couple pieces in the the lineup much easier than you can do other things because guys want to come here and hit. I think the question becomes is what happens with the bullpen and are there going to be certain guys that take steps forward? Uh, I mean, you look at Lucas Gilbreth. You know, I'm just taking him for. I think he has a chance to be the guy on the left-hand side, which the Rockies haven't had in a couple years. But you do need more depth. You need some more guys to be able to to do that because we've seen what happens late in ball games when you cough it up, and there's nothing more demoralizing to a club than when that happens. But if you look at it, it doesn't have to be a long process. I think it can be, you know, a two to three year deal when you're back and you have guys that are able to um you know give you what you need right away the bullpen to me is is that's been the achilles all season long we know that it's also the quickest to recover and i love oakland's model i like tampa bay's model i like that san francisco's followed suit i think what the rockies can do and especially when you look at you know history of the franchise right now the rockies starting rotation we can argue is the best we've ever had best ever uh, from John Gray being top three in strikeouts and Herman having the, the best rates in franchise history, not to mention Kyle and Sensatella. So you, there's stuff you can build around from the starting rotation standpoint. What I see with Tampa is that they don't – there's so many arms that they've developed in their minor league system that they can run them up and down, which limits cost. But it also gives guys the ability to be fresh and different looks – and I'd like to see the Rockies take a version of that approach. I think it's possible for them to do it. They haven't done it in years past. So if they want to follow that that line of, of thinking, which a lot of other organizations are doing, I think it's there. The problem is, is you have to throw strikes. And that's been the biggest problem, even with some of the young players that we've seen, Gilbreth, uh, Robert Stevenson. I think Tyler Kinley has a chance to be good. 
but doesn't throw enough strikes. None of these guys throw enough strikes. That's why the the numbers are what they are. So if you're going to ask young players to come up to the big leagues and compete and they're not throwing strikes because they're worried about altitude, that's where you'll stay stalled for a long time. And so that is kind of the crux of the entire problem is the good ones you want to keep there for a long period of time, that costs you money. So how do you manage that with position players and starters? And that, that, that really has been a challenge for the Rockies. But I think the bullpen is where you start. More with Drew and Ryan Spillboards and Jeff Hewson right after this. Hey, everybody. I tell you every week that uh, I start my day every day with Boyer's Coffee. They're the proud coffee partner of the Colorado Rockies, and they have been a major part of our community since 1965. Their coffee is roasted daily, and it's delivered fresh weekly to your local grocery store. Or you can have it delivered right to your door, as I do, by reaching out to BoyersCoffee.com. You'll see all of their products there. They have multiple flavors. Um, if, if you're somebody that likes the coffee grinds, great. Obviously, they have a ton of those. But they also have uh, the um, the one cup for your for your carrot, which is what uh, I utilize, and I and I love being able to just uh, you know make that fresh cup each and every time. So again, you can have it uh, delivered right to your door by going to BoyersCoffee.com or go to your favorite local grocer. They have terrific coffee. They also have the uh, food truck and plenty of promotions going on up there, up on Washington Street. If you can get up to uh, their location in North Denver, you'll be glad you did. And when you go online, you'll see they have constant promotions going uh, to uh, enhance that cabinet that houses the coffee in your house. BoyersCoffee.com. I want to tell you once again about an outstanding family law firm that I could not recommend any higher. And we know that unfortunately divorces happen and people grow apart. It's a reality. It's a difficult time in life and a difficult process to navigate. You need understanding. You need compassion coupled with outstanding legal advice and counsel. And you'll find it at one of the top family law firms in the region in Cox, Baker, and Page. That's Cox, Baker, and Page. They've been celebrated and honored for their work and their compassion for a number of years by U.S. News and World Report and Laura Page. And Mary Cox are consistently listed by them with a best lawyer distinction. So if you or someone you know needs assistance, reach them at coxbakerandpage.com. Mention you heard it from me and receive a discount on your initial consultation. Once again, it's coxbakerandpage.com, a family law firm. Now back to Drew with Spilly and Huey. This is going to be a fun week. The All-Star Games here, all the festivities, the home run derby. What excites you, Huey, the most about what's going to transpire in our town? Well, I go back to you know, 98 when it was here, and I remember the excitement. Um, I, I think really everybody looks forward to the home run derby. I mean, the game's great, but I think the, just the display on the Home Run Derby is what brings a lot of people, I don't want to say fringe baseball players but, or uh, fans, but those type of people, because they want to they want to see these guys hit 525-foot home runs. I mean, who doesn't? The game's great, but there's some, you know, you got to, the pitchers only go an inning or something like that. But I, I can't wait to watch the All-Star or the, the Home Run Derby. Yeah, I agree with that. The home run derby to me is the marquee of the entire thing because pitching in a pandemic and the innings limits, I think it's real. 
Shoyotani, Joey Gallo, Juan Soto is going to be there. The fact that we have Trevor Story. I mean, the, the names that are that are participating in this thing, it's probably going to be – I mean, obviously we'd like to see some of the juniors in it. I, I know a lot of people want to see Acuna and uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Tatis Jr. But when you think about Shohei and if you really think that we're watching a generational hitter in Juan Soto – I have a feeling Soto is going to put on a display that we haven't seen in a long time, and I'm looking forward to that. Shohei Otani's a freak, am I right? Oh, he hit the third deck over the rooftop. He pitches too, by the way. They, how did he play? He's got to start right, and yeah, he, and yeah, so you he got to, he's got to hit third, he's like got, little league. He's got to. He's got to go full little league where he hits, and then he comes out. To me, he starts the ball game. I mean, how cool would that be? To have somebody like that, I mean, 30-plus home runs. 31. 31, and then he, he can hit 100 miles an hour. I mean, throw 100 miles an hour. So, yeah, he's got to do both. Yeah, I mean, that's my dream. I want him, <laughs> I want him leading off and as a starting pitcher. It's never happened before. It'll never happen again. That's pretty amazing. Okay, who, um, uh, off the beaten path, so to speak, who is most likely of our group? You know, we can include okay. Sully. Who's most likely to completely drop off the grid and become a sheep herder somewhere? Huey, I'll let you go first. Well, it's got to be Spilly. I mean, we, we, we know about his passion and, you know, want to be in the Olympics, in the Winter Olympics, <laughs> not the summer. He wants to be in the Winter Olympics. So, I, I, to me, it's Spilly. At some point, he just goes off the grid. He's going to just build a house out in the middle of nowhere. I'd be fine with that. I'm taking Doug Marino. Uh, I have a camper shell or a, a sleeper on top of my truck right now for off-season training for skeleton. I like. I know, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, and it's funny that you bring this part up. Like when you asked me the other day about Winter Olympics, I've been talking about this for 12 years. 12 years I've been talking about it ever since I was a player. And when I said that to my wife, she's like, "I can't believe you actually put that on air." And I was like, I actually said this a couple years ago, but nobody actually followed up on what I was saying. And they're like, this year it kind of hit. And to know immediately while we were talking about this, I was getting my phone pinged from people that were involved in the skeleton, people that are involved with Guatemala, because that's where my mom is from. My cousin said, let's do it. So I have enough behind me where it's like, if, if and I don't want to disparage anybody that's in the skeleton. But if it means like running down a mountain and going face first for however many seconds, and I have my feet as brakes, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Why not? Like why would you not? So so Drew and I talked about this. So I'll be your skeleton handler. You know the guy that like actually carries the skeleton. Don't you they? Know have- those things wait. They're like 50 pounds and they cost like 10 grand. Okay, so maybe Drew will carry it. <laughs> I'll carry your bag you of shoes. <laughs> we are coming though. We're, we're, Man, we, we are gonna, we're involved. We, yeah, so we're involved. It's Beijing 2022. Okay. That's our goal. Then, we got to get to work now. <laughs> or you got to get to work Paris more specifically. 2024. Paris 2024. Wait, the, wait Paris has France. a winter games? France. 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 Let's you go. Let's what? wait let's for France. France. <laughs> yeah, nothing against the good folks no, in Beijing, no, no. but, but I think that's too quick. I'm still running pretty good at 41. I don't know how fast I'll be at 44. You we'll train. train you up. Listen, <laughs> I'm just saying there's probably not a lot of competition in Guatemala to make the skeleton team. You there's picked not. the right country. Your mom, mama was from the right country. There hasn't been a Olympic competitor from Guatemala since 1988, so it would be. 
if if I can be a voice because I, I think like in all seriousness to bring and draw some attention to Guatemala to the education level there to maybe provide some English language education for Guatemalans even have some sort of exchange like my mom went through that's how she got here was a was an English exchange student to Santa Barbara City College if that if going down a skeleton kind of put some inspiration in the eyes of, of a young Guatemalan child, man, woman, girl, boy, I don't care. And that comes over to the United States and that actually, you know, they live a different life because of that. That's all I care about. That'd be amazing. I'm tearing up a little I bit want. listening to this. And and yet I want to go like I normally do with low-hanging fruit you over can, here. Not after I, that. I, I, I want to say we're trying to raise the education level yeah, of like, Guatemalans. Yeah, don't do we that. have to find someone else then wow. to I'm all in now. After hearing that speech and the way you phrased it, and you know, I, I would like to go to Paris or go to France in in 24. So let's uh, let's get to training, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah, that'll be fun for for Huey and I because we can we can. In your best interest, whip your ass. Ring a cowbell. <laughs> Just ring a cowbell. That's all I can More cowbell. Boys, thank you. Have a good and happy All-Star festivities. Okay. I, I hope the three people that are listening to this know that we appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> he gets back. I appreciate those two uh, fitting me in uh, before uh, the Rockies' uh, ball game on a Wednesday night down in Arizona trying to bounce back after that uh, that loss on Tuesday night. They're great guys. As I said, they're, they're good friends. And uh, I hope you get the same enjoyment out of uh, out of watching the games and the broadcast that, that we get and have in delivering them all uh, to you. So, till the next time, and the next time will be the postmortem on all of the festivities of the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby. Enjoy the week. Get on out there. Hopefully I'll see some of you at the Tattered Cover on Saturday afternoon at 3.30 for uh, the book discussion and uh, book signing. And uh, also check out uh, my partners in crime on the DNVR podcast, DNVR Rockies podcast. Uh, that's Patrick Lyons and Drew Kreisman. We just taped a, a pre-All-Star show uh, today, in fact, and they're going to have all sorts of programming and great guests. So make sure you download and subscribe to them as well. Have a safe and happy week. Enjoy all of the baseball as the entire focus of the sport will descend upon the Rocky Mountain region over the next few days. Talk to you next week, everyone. Mm-hmm.